Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke here on a Monday morning in the Phoenix Suns. How different does this feel, Wolf, from a week ago? Now they've won three games in four nights. Kind of starting to get healthy. Still no no Booker yet. Chris Paul comes back. He looks really good last night. So joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is John Bloom, one of the Phoenix Suns broadcasters. Bloomer, I would assume I know the answer to this, but how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Luke. Is that is that what you were going to assume? That's what I was assuming. <laughs> I am. It's good to be with you guys and uh, good to talk about a, a Suns team on a good streak. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think I may have mentioned that it was not time to panic the last time we talked. You yeah, did? You did you say did that. mention that right there. Um, talk to me about any common denominators you're seeing in the Suns' last three victories. What are they, Johnny? Oh, Wolf. Well, uh, let's start with Mikel Bridges, uh, because there's a guy that has done something he hasn't done yet in his career, uh, and that is five straight games at 20 or more points. Uh, you know, it's not something that necessarily the Suns have asked him to do before in his career, but now they needed it. And in the last three games, that helped uh, immensely to get wins. Uh, previously, in the, in, the, in the two before that, it didn't, but now he's got a little more help. He's got his twin, Cam Johnson, back. He's got Chris Paul last night doing Chris Paul things. And then Josh Okoge off the bench has just been absolutely dynamic. Uh, you know, you, you break his nose. Uh, his teammate actually did that, but it doesn't matter how it happened. It happened, and he has to get back out there and play with a mask, and it just seemed like, uh, you know, it even took his, his effort up a notch and his fearlessness up a notch, which is hard to say because that's one of his best traits and why he's been so effective as a basketball player, not just here in Phoenix, but while he's with the Minnesota Timberwolves his first few years. So he's getting a great opportunity. All these guys guys that are getting these opportunities, Wolf. I think that's the other common denominator. They're all taking advantage of it. Jock Landale taking advantage of his time. Dario Saric jumping all over his opportunity after having to sit for an entire year. It was great to talk to him again on the postgame show last night and just hear his energy level taking such a big jump along with his teammates right now. Talking to John Bloom, uh, Bloomer, the performance from Chris Paul last night, you know, it, it, anytime a guy comes back from injury, you're just like, okay, I want to see him make it through the game. I want to see him look confident, maybe contribute uh, he did more than contribute. 22 points, 11 assists in 38 minutes, and, and he looked, it was it was really, it was the eye test more than the stats. He looked like Chris Paul that we saw last year and the year before, and, and I'm not saying that because he did that last night, he's suddenly that guy again, but how much would that do for this team? Like, I think that's, that's just as big, if not bigger, than any trade they can make at the deadline if they get back vintage Chris Paul. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, when, when you keep looking at the standings and, and after last night's win, you know, it's a totally different feel in the standings now. They're what? They're in seventh and they're half game out of sixth and they're what, two or three games out of third. And the team that's in third is Sacramento, for crying out loud. So can we all just calm down for a second and understand that not only are you bringing DeAndre Ayton as soon as he gets through this illness that he has uh, back, but then you got Devin Booker returning from the groin injury. You still have campaign and Landry Shamit that you need to get right and bring back. All this firepower is coming back to this team, not to mention anything that they're going to do outside the roster as they are still going to most likely, if not definitely, make a trade with Jay Crowder being involved in that so I am uh, still very confident that this team is is ready and poised to make a solid run in the second half of the season and I want to give credit to not just Chris Paul for the hard work that he's done off the floor missing those seven games but 
obviously he continued to work his butt off to stay in shape because he came out last night and looked as good as he has all season. So there's that. And then there's the staff behind the scenes that we don't normally talk about, uh, the training staff, but also the strength and conditioning staff and all these people that are working in the place they like to call the lab, the Verizon 5G Performance Center over there uh, on Campbellback and 44th Street. All those people deserve credit for getting Chris Paul and keeping him ready to come out and be able to deliver the performance he did last night. And I bet you CP3 would say the same thing. You know, Johnny, I know you're an optimist, very much like I am. Um, I am a positive person, and I do not apologize for that, and I know you are as well. But Chris Paul also said after the game last night, this is a work in progress. Where do you think that work will take them? Yeah, I do think it is a work in progress, Wolf. Uh, And I think that, you know, part of that progress is the roster, like we just talked about, which healthy bodies are returning, what could happen to the roster with the trade. All that stuff is still in progress. But then it's also just that, that this team needs to come together. And by that, I mean, we still need to identify some roles here, yes. meaning who is the first guard off the bench? Who's the first big off the bench? Those things have varied so much this season. What are the rotations like for this group? And I know that they are trying to be as adaptable as, as possible. That's a, a word that Monty Williams has brought up uh, frequently through this season and given credit to his team for being adaptable. Well, Monty and his staff have had to adapt too. And they've got to figure out who do we put on the floor just to start the game? Who do we want to finish the game? How are we tweaking this throughout the game? Because we're dealing with with lineups we've never seen play together before. So to me, one of the biggest things over the next 35, 36 games has to be solidifying those rotations because when you get to the playoffs, you don't want to be uh, working on that stuff. You want yes. that stuff to be pretty firm, right? Talking to John Bloom, uh, Bloomer, you kind of touched on this earlier with some of the guys that have had to step up with all these injuries, and you never like to see it in the moment, but you know, guys always talk about, okay, this is an opportunity for another guy to, to maybe show what they can do or to get some reps. Uh, of the players you've seen have to step up this season, does one or two of them stand out to you of, of guys that have maybe carved out a bigger role as we get towards the playoffs? Yeah, I'm going to say two, uh, Luke, and, and one's going to be recency biased, and that's because I haven't talked about him yet, but he's the local product, Saban Lee. Uh, you know, he's only played six games, but he's been so impactful in these six games and certainly has contributed to the victories of the last three. Uh, and it's a guy on 10-day contract, which means, you know, basically uh, you're at the will of the coaches to give you a chance, and then once you get that chance, you better take full advantage because this is your opportunity to, to basically audition not just for the Suns, but the entire NBA uh, and the G League for that matter and any basketball team that's looking to add talent across the globe right now because there are other leagues that are competing and and offering good uh, you know livings as well so uh, for for that I want to tip the cap to Saban Lee I also think he's a heck of a guy just having some interaction with him briefly over the last week so very thrilled at what he's been able to do and I wanted to give him credit the other guy's Damian Lee I mean it has to be just based on who you talk to in the Suns locker room they didn't expect to get the kind of contributions that they've gotten from D. Lee on the floor. Maybe they expected to be able to tap into his championship mentality and pedigree, having been with the Warriors several years, but he's playing like a splash brother. I mean, when he gets a chance, the way he's moving without the ball, and then how fast he gets rid of that shot when he gets it in the corner, not to mention he's leading the NBA in three-point percentage. So, yes, all these things stand out, and Damian Lee deserves a lot of love for, for what he's done so far in a Phoenix Suns uniform. Johnny, great stuff, man. Honestly, thank you so much, as always, for joining us, buddy. 
You bet, Wolf. Anytime. Good talking with you guys. Let's hope this run continues. And uh, I just want to tap into the football knowledge that I have on the phone right now. Are we liking the Niners or the Eagles right now? Oh, Look at that tease for the next segment, oh, too, man, right there. I, I'm, You know, there's something about the 49ers to me right now that is special. Bloomer, thanks a lot, man. Anytime Bloomer comes on and says he's doing fantastic, I think we're all doing fantastic because that means really the Suns is. are playing pretty well.